What's up? What's up, everybody? Happy Sunday. Sunday service here on July 10th. Man, the freaking day is basically over. Wow. Yo, yo. Dude, I'm looking at I'm looking at what's going to be happening here soon. And another interest rate hike is going to happen. We've got flips um, on the show, the television show. We've got a couple of flips that are on there that have gotten zero showings, like decked out, priced right, staged, looking sharp, great neighborhoods, zero activity. Think we got a market correction coming or what? I would say so. I mean, when you more than double interest rates within, I don't know, less than six months, it's kind of to be expected a little bit. But I mean, I'm just shocked at how fast interest rates have changed. So it's it's going to be going to be interesting. Um, happy Sunday, everybody. Uh, Pace and I are going to be talking through the market changing the shifts and what are we doing to be prepared and not just survive, but to thrive in the changing market. So, hey, dude, it's good to see you, man. Good to see you too, dude. I uh, Every time I put you on my Instagram, people are always asking me one question. What do you think that question is? Is he wearing shoes? Is he wearing shoes? That is 100% the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so guys, tonight we're going to be talking about a couple of things that are coming up. Um, we like bringing on the live guests. So tonight I think we're going to probably about 30 minutes. We'll talk. And then I want to bring on some live guests, right? Give you guys some links. You guys can come on and chat with us for a couple of minutes. Ask some live questions. Cody, are you wearing shoes right now? I am not wearing shoes right now. Of course you're not. Classic. So... Um, I want to bring on people that have questions. If you guys have questions tonight, I'm going to put a link in the comment section. That link is not for you to watch the show. It is very hilarious that when we put that link in there, people click on the link like it's going to send them to a different show. Then they come on the stage. I can see them down there. I bring them up on the stage and I go, what's your question? They go, oh, I was supposed to ask a question. Why did you click the link? So just know that when we actually put the link in the side, that link is for you to come and ask us a question, not just a question in the side chat. We answer those two questions too, but we want to answer a live question. Eric Richard says, what's up, Pace? I need to ask a question. Perfect. Love it. I'm putting the link in the side chat. Okay. Tanisha has an important question. <laughs> um, she knows you well, bro. <laughs> she knows you well. Um, the answer is probably yes. If he does have socks, <laughs> they definitely have holes in them. Um, all right, cool. Cody, legit, I am I am worried about the market. It doesn't mean that it's like doomsday, but I am worried about fix and flips. I'm worried about I'm not worried about buying holds. That's an interesting thing. Like our buying holds, have we seen any issues with rentals in the last three or four months that we have? Anything with Airbnbs? What are we seeing? Yeah. So uh, in regards to our Airbnbs, we've been still staying pretty steady booked. But I think one of the things that we have to also keep in mind is a lot of the Airbnbs that me and you have here in Arizona, we're not competing against the most popular hot areas in town. 
because a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, I have my Airbnbs all in Scottsdale. And so I have a lot of friends that have Airbnbs in Scottsdale and they're starting to see a lot more vacancies for us because ours are just more, I don't want to say uh, lower end, but kind of like median end. Like we're not super high luxury. We're like, you know, for that, that median price range. And ours have still been staying pretty booked. Like I'm just pulled up right now uh, and I'm just looking at our properties. I mean, all of last month, we were pretty much 80 plus percent booked on all of our properties here in Phoenix. And even as of right now, three of, uh, three of six properties right now that, um, I'm looking at here are booked through most of the month of July. And then the other three are kind of like scattered, you know, shorter bookings, but summer is usually a little bit slower anyways. And this is kind of what we saw last summer anyways. So I'm not really seeing too much of a change there. Um, in regards to our rentals, we have two problem tenants that have been problem tenants before now, like they were problem tenants last year and they're still problem tenants and they just have trouble getting, you know, payments in on time. And so as far as, you know, having to do a bunch of evictions or, you know, tenants not being able to afford rent, we're not seeing that. Um, but also something that we've been doing uh, strategically is the tenants that are good that we have instead of like, for example, on a, you know, on a property that we have in Tempe, we had it rented for about $2,000 a month. And with last year inflation going crazy, that same property could rent for 2,400, maybe like a stretch would be 2,500, but 2,400 a month. And we didn't go and give that tenant a rate hike from 2000 to 2,500. Instead, we went to 2200. So we're still $200 a month under, but we went to them with a smaller increase because if we're going to go and give these large increases to our current tenants, they're probably going to end up moving out. And then we're going to have to go and paint them. We're going to have to clean them up. We're going to have to let them sit vacant for a month or two. And those are thousands of dollars of costs. So um, that, that's just also a strategy that we're taking with our rentals right now is doing definitely rent increases, but not significant ones where we're driving our really good paying on time tenants away because we want to keep those. Those are our assets are the good paying tenants. So that's what that's what I'm kind of seeing right now. Yeah, that's great to hear. Um, what property is the $2,200 one? Country Club. Ooh, that's zero, a zero, that's a 0% that's a interest deal. <laughs> from an Asian, by the way. <laughs> Just so you guys know, if you can get a 0% seller finance deal from an Asian seller, you should get a trophy. Okay. <laughs> Um, that is a deal that I negotiated on a live YouTube video, by the way. And, uh, I was talking to Cody go, Hey, what are all of our 0% seller finance deals that we have? Cause I want to tell a couple of stories to the students. And I was, he was telling me, and he told me country club. I was like, what's country club. He's like, you don't remember that you did on a, a YouTube live. I was like, Oh my gosh, that Asian seller for, Oh my gosh, that's right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that property, um, I remember we had the, tenant in that property had like four or five roommates and then we had to go through the and filter them out. Is that the same property or is that a different one? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one we ended up only having to remove one of the four tenants that was in there because the guy was doing drugs and stuff. And now the same four have been in there since, I don't know, it's probably been a year and a half uh, since we replaced that other bedroom and they're all getting along great. They treat the, honestly, that is probably that house, even though there's four separate tenants, 
it is kept up nicer than any other of our rentals. Like it is spotless clean in there because the guy that has been living there for eight years, renting one of the bedrooms runs the house. Like he's the boss. He's the king, king dingling of the house. And he just makes everyone follow his rules. And it's, it's actually great. They keep it up really nice. <laughs> so our payment, what's our payment to the seller at 0% seller finance? It's about 1200 a month. So we're, we're putting $1,200 in our pocket every single month, or at least our tenants are putting $1,200 in our pocket every month. Yep. We're renting it for 2200 $2, So after property management, um, taxes, insurance, taxes, whatever, we're probably netting $500, $600 a month on that. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Five, 600 a month. And, and since nothing really goes wrong there, cause they keep it up so nice service, the AC, all those things. I mean, it's, it's been a pretty steady performer for us. So it's been a good one. How much have we made on that? Because I remember when I bought it or when we bought it and I negotiated it, I basically asked the seller. He just wanted Zillow's number. And I don't remember what it was, but do you remember what we bought it for? And what it, can you look it up and see what it, it's worth today? Yeah. So we bought it for, I remember, 330000 because I remember we put 30000 down on it. Okay. Uh, so 330000 Let me see if I can pull it 10% down, 0% interest. Anybody, anybody um, upset about that? 10% down. That's probably one of my favorite ones. Because it's in the Zero area then too. It's in Tempe. I think my favorite one is 87th. 87th. Or is it 78th? Yeah, or yeah. 78th. Yeah, 78th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 78th. It's that mobile home. We got zero, basically zero down just because of the way we structure the down payment over the course of a year. And 0% seller finance. That payment is $375 a month. Yeah, it's pretty pretty nice stupid Do you, what are we renting that thing for by the way uh that's rented for 14 1375 it's 1375 freaking love it freaking love it um yeah country club uh is, is estimates 518 i think last time i actually comped it, it was about three months ago it was at like 475 was pretty good uh, indicator on that. So about 150,000 in equity growth on it. Okay. So this, this kind of ties into what I, what I kind of wanted to talk about for a minute today before we get, we got about six people on the deck. We've got Tim Torres, Andy Hafer, Jasper Sun, uh, Chris Parsons, Dylan and Eric Richards that are all on deck right now to have questions answered. Um, here's, here's what, um, here's what I, I just heard you say. Okay, so we make cash flow, right? Th these are the reasons why people buy properties. Okay, we buy, ca we have cash flow, six hundred dollars net. It sounds like in our pocket, that's great. Yep. Um, second thing is appreciation. It's the other reason why people buy property. So appreciation on that deal, um, we've owned it for let's say eighteen months. It's gone up roughly how much? One hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, about one hundred fifty thousand. Isn't that crazy that we divide that for me to take 150 and divide that by 18? I think it should be 12,000. I think it's 12, yeah, I think it's 12,000. That means we've made $12,000. Wait, yeah, 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 something like that. Hang on, hang on. Let me let me get the, the math here. It's divided by 18. Yeah, 80, 8,300 a month. 8,300 a month. Sorry, that's what we've Bad made math. is 8,300. Yep, 8,300 a month. Okay, so we've made in growth, right. <laughs> $8,300 per month. And people forget that this is one of the many, 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 many reasons why you buy a property. Okay. So number one, cash flow. Two, appreciation. Number three 
depreciation, right? So we got tax benefits. I, I'm sure we we use depreciation on that. Yep. I'm sure you use that, right? Yep. So if we bought that for three hundred thirty thousand dollars, let's divide that by twenty seven point five. You got your calculator out right now. What's what's three thirty divided by twenty seven point five? Twelve thousand. Okay, twelve thousand times. What what did we do? Five or seven five year years? Five years. Five year acceleration. So we got a sixty thousand dollar tax benefit for buying this property, and then we divide that fifty fifty. So you got thirty k, yep. and I got thirty k. That's pretty dope. Okay. Then the fourth reason we buy properties is pay down. So we've made twelve hundred dollars a month times eighteen twenty one thousand six hundred. We've made twenty one thousand six hundred dollars in eighteen months, and then the other thing go into these, but there's another reason we buy properties and it is for leverage. And what does that mean? That means we have equity in this property so we can go sponsor loans for other people because our net worth is strong enough. And so we can leverage that. We can get lines of credit against that. We can do a whole bunch of things. We can collateralize this against other loans. So many different things that you can do on this property because now you've got all that money. But let's add this up just real quick. In 18 months, we made 21,600. Add this up for me, Cody. Yep. Yep. Um, at our effective tax rate, that $60,000 is probably a net gain of somewhere around um, $25,000 in taxes that were thwarted real cash in your pocket. So $25,000 yep. plus $21,000 plus $150,000 plus um, $600,000, $6,000. What would that be? How what's um, six hundred times eight eighteen? Times eighteen, ten thousand eight hundred plus hundred ninety six six hundred. Uh, that's a total of two hundred seven thousand four hundred. Two hundred and seven thousand dollars on one property in eighteen months. So the challenge is right? If you are assigning deals like this to people like us, right? An assignment for something like this, I would probably pay, I don't know, if somebody actually brought this deal to us, which was, this was a great deal, we locked it up. It was our own lead. So we didn't have to pay an assignment fee, which was great, but we did pay a commission. Probably, yep. what do we, what do you think we paid Bryce? Cause he was managing the lead. I think it was, I think it was like 2,500 or 3,000. Just because okay, so I don't paid, think he took it all the way to the finish line. He was like lead managing it essentially. Right. I had to jump on the phone, close the deal. Yep. So he got 2,500 bucks and you and I have essentially made $207,400 in 18 months on one property. On one property in 18 months. That's crazy. Yep. Okay. So guys, don't get blinded by just cash flow, right? Don't get blinded by just cash flow. There's multiple things. Um, that are multiple reasons why people buy properties. And the powerful thing about how we bought this property using creative finance is that no matter what the economy is doing, as long as we can rent this house out, we're going to make $1,200 every single month in mortgage pay down, which is pretty freaking dope. Do we have a balloon on this deal or no balloon? Uh, we have a 10-year balloon. Hmm. So All right. plenty, well, of, plenty of time. People are telling me that the studio is full, so we got to crank through some of these questions. All right, so we're going to start with 
Jasper, I don't want to start with Jasper's son. As much as I love Jasper, we've we've given him so much love on this show the last couple of months that I, I want to give him, I'll, I'll jump on him a little bit last. We, we'll have to jump on questions really quick tonight, guys. We can't spend a lot of time on your questions individually. I know that that's really hard for me. I typically want to go through and answer somebody's question for 40 minutes. So we're going to go really, really quick tonight. All right. Eric Richards, how you doing? What's up, buddy? Love and life, cranking out. What do you got for us tonight? So I've got an opportunity. I'm meeting with a couple of officers, executives with a bank that are wanting to use my company as like a third party administrator to bring their foreclosures because they anticipate that their foreclosures are going to go crazy over the next three to six months. Okay. Um, I don't, I'm, I've been in your sub two for about four weeks now. So there's two or three issues that I think are going to be like addressed when I have the meeting with them. Um, firstly, probably my, um, my experience. And then if it grows, they bring me 30, 40, 50 of these foreclosures. How would I um, deal with them? Do I keep them all into my company? Do I bring them to the sub two group? Like how I, how I grow with it and what I do with them because of their vetting process in order to grant those loans. I don't know that they're going to be willing to just let me choose who I want to do business with. So I would love your advice on how I should go forward with this and anything you can help me before I go to that meeting. Um, okay. Uh, number one, there's a reason why you joined sub two. Um, there's multiple reasons why you join sub two. Number one, there's nobody better on planet earth than, uh, at teaching creative finance than me. People will claim that they know everything. Oh my gosh. I, I swear to you when I sit down with people that say they've been doing this for 20, 30 years, you find out that most of them are not actively buying properties or have not bought properties in 15 years. A lot of times. So you're in the right place, right? To learn creative finance, but more important than me, more important than what we teach the number one reason why you joined sub two is because it's, it's not a mentorship. It's a community of people. And Eric, where do you live? Uh, Southeast Ohio. Okay. So you live in Ohio. Amazing. We have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of great students in Ohio, regardless of whether you're in Ohio or not. We have a lot of great students are amazing closers with a ton of experience. So the experience thing is a moot point. Right. You can just bring in a student that's been in the program for a year or two years or some students like an uncle Lonza who joined it. He, he was like the seventh student. You could bring him to the table and say, hey, uncle Lonza, will you come with your credibility, your experience and your um, vernacular, your eloquence to the table when I have these conversations with these bank owners? And um, when they have questions, I don't have the answer to. Can you be my partner in these situations? And you and I can either a work out a split or you and I can work out a thing where I take the, these houses that I can handle and everything else is yours until I can start handling a little bit more or however that is. Don't go in on this on your own. This is not a this is not a mentorship. This is a community of people that are like minded that you can trust. I would find a couple of students that have been in pro the program for over a year that you can rely on to to bring all the credibility and the bandwidth to the table. Absolutely. I do. I appreciate um, you, man. A year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I'd be like, let's do it together. But with the TV show, I'd be, I've become so unreliable in terms of getting deals done on, you know, for me. People send me a, a phone call. They'll go, hey, can you get on a phone call with my seller? I go, great. Love to. 
And then I do it on one of our sub two zooms. And then two, two days later, like, Hey, will you call the seller again? I go, dude, I am so far from being able to get on a phone call with anybody, let alone even reply to you on Instagram or whatever it is. You're going to have to wait until next Tuesday zoom. Um, that's kind of how it is now. So that's why it's great to have a community where the other students that have been in the program a long time just JV with you and you never have to wait for me. In fact, there's probably all the sub two students that are in the side chat today. We've got 610 viewers right now. We'll probably climb to seven, maybe 800 tonight. Um, we hit a peak of viewership until uh, like 30 minutes, 40 minutes into the podcast. So um, anybody that's a sub two student has been in the program for over a year or you're a mastermind student please reach out to Eric. Eric, go in the side chat with everybody. And like Jorge or George Manjares, amazing, highly intelligent mastermind student. He's a guy that I can see him right there. He says, Eric, let's do it. There's your guy. That's the guy you go with. Um, perfect. I love that, man. I really do. Um, ideally. So my, my, just to let everybody know, like my big play with this is this bank that is having the meeting with me is five or six branches big. Mm -hmm. I wanted to use this as like a proof of concept that I have connections that go to bigger banks and expand over four to 13 to 20 States. So yeah. this is like, this is a crazy good um, opportunity, but uh, George, absolutely. Let's do it, buddy. I love it. Love it. Yeah. I love it. I, um, so guys, I have this kind of, leans into a conversation that is, has been going on behind the scenes. You have banks like listen to what Eric just said. You currently have banks worried about what's going to happen. We see what's going on, guys. My wife is our real estate agent. I We have properties on the street right now. I see what's going on right now. People keep saying demand is high, demand is high, demand is high, demand is high, demand is high. And it is. But people's affordability has basically plummeted because it's twice as much of a payment as it was four or five months ago. Okay. So on Friday, where I'm doing a free live, I asked my new friend, I've been friends with him for about two months. Dean Graziosi is going to come in, Tony Robbins' partner. Dean Graziosi is going to come in on Friday for 40 minutes. That's all he's got. He's going to be on vacation. Cody Sperber, myself, and Dean Graziosi. Dean Graziosi's first freaking deal that he ever did was $0 down and a hug to a lady named Mary. Literally gave this lady a hug. She sold him um, a building that was commercial on the main level and then four apartments up above. He bought the thing for 0 down, 0% 0 interest, just gave the lady a hug and started making payments to her. That um, We're going to be talking with Dean on Friday about what he did in 2008 because he took a business that was doing $10 million a year to, to $40 million during the crash. He's been through multiple crashes. He's been in business for over 35 years. Okay. Um, so Lisa says, Dean is reputable. I think anybody that's partners with Tony Robbins and has been for multiple years, I think that they're pretty credible. So um, the, I'm putting the link in the side chat. It's kind of a longer link. Um, I would have normally done a Zoom because Zoom is free for me, but I'm doing an air meet and it will cost me money because Cody Sperber and myself are going to be both inviting people into this. Um, so that's going to be happening on Friday. We're going to be talking about the upcoming crash and I'm, I'm legitimately worried about it, especially when you have yesterday, uh, Tuesday, Eric, were you on that Zoom when we brought a seller in to the 
Four how, hours, baby. I was in the How hotel. crazy was that? That I I brought a Zoom on our Zoom. We brought a seller in. That's like, I need to know how to sell my house on subject two because we listed it at six fifty. Then we bumped to six twenty five. Then we're at six this. And I think we're gonna have to price reduce. And we're getting zero activity. I will sell my house subject to right now. I just need to know how to structure it with a buyer. He was on there for an hour trying to find an answer to, to save what he's got going on. Like, and he's not even a student. He's just looking for answers. And there's thousands of people like that. I'm telling you guys, there is, there is an economic shift happening. Creative finance will dominate in this shift. We are getting sellers that are like, take my property, no down payment. Oh, 0% interest. Fine. Just take the property. Okay. That's happening Friday. We're going to talk about, I, I have not been through a market crash as a real estate investor. So for me, I can go back and look at the data, but I want to know somebody what it was like. I want to know what they did. I want to, I want to hear their game plan and what they're doing in this up, upcoming up uh, market crash. Dean is still in real estate. He just built four houses, sold them off. He's got a big development he's doing. So we're going to be talking real estate. And if you're in the real estate market, what should you do in this doomsday? Okay, so that's Friday, 4 p.m. Arizona time. It's very quick, 40 minutes. Okay, Alex says, what does the data look like? The data looks like this. Listings have tripled. Foreclosures are up 800%. For, let me say that again. Foreclosures are up 800%. What does that mean to you? That means that banks are going to be reaching out to people like Eric Richards and saying, hey, we are anticipating a massive amount of foreclosures that we won't be able to handle. We need to form an alliance between us and a group of investors that can help us handle this. That's what the data is telling us. These banks are hiring officers. They're, they're creating positions to try to figure out how to do this. I, I pulled one of their um, the job descriptions for a brand new position they're opening up on LinkedIn trying to figure out how they're going to cut their losses with the new shift that's coming. It's crazy, it's crazy. isn't it? It's crazy. Super crazy. So, um, Eric, thanks for coming in and highlighting that. I appreciate that. I got to get through all the questions. Thanks for coming in, brother. Appreciate your pace. Thank you. All right. Later. All right. All right. All right. Um, Kyle Cooper, how you doing, bro? Hey. Well, great, man. Thank you. So Kyle, much. is that a mullet? Or is that a full, just a dope rocker haircut? Listen, okay, got it. We just, <laughs> we're from Hawaii, so I'm still rocking the Hawaii hair. I love it. It looks great, bro. Um, yeah, no, we, uh, so we joined um, at the end of 21. And um, we uh, immediately, we, we fixed and flip. And um, we, uh, I started jumping in and learning all the creative finance stuff. And it dawned on me, I'm like, I'm not getting anywhere with fixing and flipping. This is my wife, Lisa. Um, uh, Hi, Lisa. Like, we're not Hi. getting anywhere with, um, let me turn the volume up here, with um, with creative financing because we're, we're trying to fix and flip. And I was like, so a bunch of students were like, man, just be a buyer. We're all we're already locking up deals. Well, so here's the deal. We, uh, we've, we're in two flips right now that are going to be, you know, the houses, the comps around them are in the 500s, you know, range that once we get done selling, we'll hopefully be able to sell them for that. But obviously we're facing the same economic turn. Um, but our main question 
we're, you know, we're going to ride this wave out. We're going to do our best to get the houses done and sell them as quickly as we can. Um, but our main question is actually a little unrelated to that. Since we moved back from Hawaii, we're staying with friends in their ADU. And we've realized because we don't have a, you know, a, a typical W2 job anymore. We're like, okay, we want to find a creative financing situation for our own house. And because I started jumping into the flipping of the houses, and I do a lot of the work myself, um, I didn't plan on it, but because of the way certain things have gone, I've had to. I have not studied all the creative finance subject to um, information to where I know how to just pick up the phone and start calling people. But my question to you, we were sitting here talking, we're like, what's the best way? What, what would you recommend to find a subject to property or a creative financing property in our area. This is, we're in the Charlotte area now. Um, and uh, for ourselves to live in, for our own house, you know, we've heard your story of how you got your house, that sort of thing, which we love. We would love to find something like that to get out of our friend's house and to get into our own property. And if you were in our shoes, what would the first thing you do? Would you pull a list and start calling people? So there's two, there's two ways to get a deal, okay? okay. Either buy a deal from somebody that knows how to find them and pay okay. them a fee, or it's kind it's kind of like um, you know those delivery like grocery delivery companies. It's like how do I go buy grocery space? Well, either a you go directly to the supermarket, or b you go to Instacart and they bring the groceries to you. Which one do you want to do? Right. Well, I don't have a car. Okay. Well, then use Instacart. They'll bring the groceries to you. You're just going to pay a premium, right? So it's the same thing with buying a deal. You want a subject to or seller finance deal? You got so many students of sub two in Charlotte. I'm, I mean, I'm flying to Charlotte in 45 days. We just bought a 408, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 408 unit, $109 million purchase um, multifamily deal. And we'll end up having over 300 students at a meetup in August, August 10th in Charlotte. Students like Chad Glover, Ted Miller, and so many more that are doing deals in North Carolina, all over North Carolina, you can go to the Instacart of deals and go, hey guys, we're in Charlotte. We are a buyer for you. When you find a subject to or seller finance deal, please bring it to us. We'll pay you a fee. Now, some people, Kyle, are going to go, well, damn it, Pace. I don't, have, I don't have the money to pay a fee. You guys talk about zero down and just taking over people's mortgages? Well, guess what, Kyle? You're going to have to go find those deals yourself. Okay, so how do you find those deals yourself? The number one place to find a subject to deal, always, 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 100% of the time is going and helping people who are in foreclosure. Foreclosures are up 800%. So I'm not giving you an answer that you want to hear. You either got to find somebody that's finding the deals Right, sub two students that have been in the program for a bit, right. right? Or B, learn what the students are doing to go find said deals and just go directly to the source. Foreclosures, expired listings. You can get real. You can get really niche on lists. Okay, an expired right. listing. What does that tell you? It tells you that the agent wasn't able to sell the house. The homeowners probably worn out and pissed off and all sorts of things. And so you reach out to the homeowner and you say, Hey, was there something you were looking for that you weren't able to get on the market? I just saw that you guys, your listing expired. Okay. In the, on the ML, I, I imagine Kyle, you nor your wife are licensed real estate agents. No. 
Okay. So I would ask your, I would ask sub two students, Hey, does anybody want to help us? That's a licensed agent in Charlotte. We have a lot. Can you guys help pull a list of expired home, expired listings off the MLS? Because the only place you're going to get a really accurate expired listing list is from the MLS. It's going to be hundreds. In fact, thousands. Okay. Um, and what's going to end up happening is you're going to call those homeowners and say, Hey, looking for a house for myself, saw that you did this, this, and this, would you be open to terms? And then Kyle, what you got to do that I won't be able to answer you on a, a podcast like this with 10 people in the back studio waiting for their question to be answered sure. is you got to go and watch my seller calls on YouTube. Yeah. And you got to see how I talk to people. You got to see how I lock up deals. Okay. So it's either, do you want to pay somebody to go find the deal for you? Like Instacart, bring the groceries to you, pay a premium for it. Or B, do you want to learn how the skill of going out and finding these deals and talking to sellers directly and helping them out? I prefer just for me, I have full control of when I generate a lead, I talk to the seller directly. I've got a deal right now. Seller, I legit texting her right now, Molly, my operations manager. And she's like, the person who brought this deal to us is an absolute jelly brain. Like they have no idea what they're doing. So what I'm now having to do, so it's, here's the seller, right? Well, I'll, let me pull this up, give you a little bit of. So I've got a seller here, owns a house. Wholesaler, watching my YouTube stuff, goes, oh, I know what to say. Screw this whole thing up. They go get a preliminary contract, which means the seller has not signed this contract yet because the seller's like, do you even know what the hell you're doing? We've gone back and forth 25 freaking times. Do you even know what you're doing? But the seller moved out of the country like four months ago. So they're like, green light, let's go. Let's sell this thing. I, I, don't, I have a payment on a house I don't live in anymore. Like, of course, I'll let you take over my payments, right? Yeah. So I've got this wholesaler comes to me. Hey, Pace. This contract that I have not quite worked out yet, would you buy this from me at a $10,000 premium? Meaning give him $10,000 and I just take over the rights to the contract? Right. And I go, well, I don't know. Let me look at the contract. I'm like, I don't have a freaking clue what this thing says. Can I just talk to, sell to the seller directly and work out my own terms and I'll still pay you a fee? And so even then, even sometimes you go through wholesalers, these guys who are not trained in creative finance, they're going to screw up a, a contract like this that I got to go back and rework anyway. So for me, I prefer not saying that I, I don't do this all the time. Okay. If I have to start a business and I really want to go after these deals, which doesn't sound like you would necessarily want to start a business. You just want a house for yourself. I would just go directly to the source and I would find people that are in foreclosure. Easiest person to get a deal from always foreclosure. Okay. okay. Why? They have a ticking time bomb in their pocket. Yeah. They're the only seller on the planet that actually has a timeline associated with selling their property. Yeah. And in most states, it's a public, it's public information. You can see, oh my gosh, these guys are in foreclosure. They have 32 days until they lose their house all day long. That's let me just take over the payments. Oh my God. There you go. There's a subject too. Totally. Okay. That's brilliant. If I, if I look at, um, we have over 300 single family homes in our portfolio, okay? Over 40% of them came from foreclosures. Subject oh, to, wow. yeah, foreclosures, massive. I don't, 
if you guys are this is see this little world, I've got 730 people on this live. This is not Damn. bigger pockets. Okay, this is right. not going to the MLS. This is not going to my bro my broker and an agent. That is not what this world is. This is the off market world, meaning yeah. we're going to sellers that are not anticipating selling their house. In fact, a lot of them are trying to keep their house when they're getting foreclosed on. We come to them with an offer that is hard for them to pass up. We help them move on to the next chapter of their life. We're not waiting for these houses to hit the market. We're working directly with the seller that does not have a real estate agent involved whatsoever. In fact, I'll say this over and over until the day I die. I dislike working with real estate agents. They get in the way. They are not helpful. Most of them don't know what they're doing. They don't learn how to comp when they're in school. All they learn is how to put a stick in, their, in a yard and says, this house is for sale. So for me, why do I want to go work with real estate agents? I go directly to the seller. I, find, I know their pain point. I'll pull, you guys are in Charlotte right now. Mm -hmm. I'll show you how easy this is. Like it is so, has this already been helpful for you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's super helpful. Okay. So check this out. I'm, I'm going to go to a website. I do get paid for them from them. So they sponsor the show. They pay us monthly to, and they sponsor our show. We use them a lot. We've been using them for years. Um, the name of the company is batchleads.io. And if you use, I think it's code pace. So batch leads. Yeah io forward slash pace okay it gives you like 500 something or other that doesn't matter the tools dope who gives a crap what you get for free um so let's pull it up real quick and i'll show you charlotte a couple of cool things so let's go into my account oh my gosh please accept the terms of service every time i log in you got to do that to me okay great all right so let's go to List search. Let's go to Charlotte. Now look down towards the bottom here on Quick Filter. Expired listings right here. 3,859 people were not able to sell their house through a real estate agent. Do you think those are people that you probably want to talk to? <laughs> Okay. Um, here's here here we go. Let's see. Foreclose. There you go. Right now, there are 164 people about to lose their house in this area. Okay. Just for fun, yeah. can you type in Fort Mill? Because we're like on the south side of Charlotte. Just curious. This is yeah, so Fort Mill, South Carolina. Yeah. Two hundred ninety-seven expired listings. Twelve thousand people have houses free and clear. What does that mean? Seller financing. There you go. Seller financing. Okay. So, like the the houses that we're typically getting zero percent seller finance or zero percent interest is because they seller finance it to us, right? Yeah. Company owned, absentee owners. That's a really good list as well. Like they they gave they basically give you the top ten lists like right out of the gate, right? Like these lists that are on batch leads, they're all right here. People also go, how do I find cash buyers? Same place. Like, look, they have 10,688 cash buyers just in the Fort Mill area. That's pretty powerful, wouldn't you say? So um, foreclosures, there's 38. Now, here's what's great about foreclosures. Foreclosures are a constant replenished list. Okay? The list is always replenished. In Phoenix, Arizona, right now, we probably have a good 600 people that are in foreclosure. 
from start to finish, like 30 days late all the way to the people that are getting foreclosed on. Every day, there's 20 people getting foreclosed on and 20 new people coming into the foreclosure process. It's a constant conveyor belt of deals. Yeah. There are people in Phoenix, Arizona that the only thing they work on are foreclosures. They won't call expired listings. They won't work with the agents. They're just literally calling foreclosures because they know these people have a timeline. And so they're a lot more realistic. Okay. There's two times people are going to be realistic with their house immediately. In a buyer's market, when the market is crashing, we're already getting sellers that are like, take my property. Hey, hey, are you still in? Three months ago, we've got sellers calling us from three, four months ago. Hey, are you still in the market for buying a house in my neighborhood? Blah, 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 blah. We're starting to see that now. Okay. So in a down market, sellers are um, a little bit more realistic. The other time sellers are realistic is when they have massive amount of pain. Somebody that's in foreclosure typically has a lot of pain. Kyle, have you and your wife ever listened to my seller calls with um, me talking to people who are in foreclosure? I don't think that specifically, no. Okay, Kyle, do you remember the first time you ever kissed your wife? I do. Okay. The first time you kissed your wife is less powerful than the first time when you talk to a foreclosure seller. I'm telling you. Okay. There's, a par there's a paradigm shift that you go, oh my gosh, there are thousands, if not millions of people out there that are struggling and need my help. There's a, cha there's a change where you think, if you're a fix and flipper, are you getting your deals from real estate agents? Uh, one was real estate, one was an investor. Okay, so like a wholesaler brought the deal to you? Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay, he, cool. You or it started, he had, he was an investor himself, started fixing the house up. And then he was like, this is, he ran out of money down, that sort of thing. Got it. Okay, cool. So where do we find deals in this off market world is we go to, we find the people through public data who we know have pain. I'm not guessing. I'm not driving down the road and just guessing, Hey, that looks like a nice house. I want to flip. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sitting at my ass in my chair. Who knows if I even have pants on right now. And I'm pulling up 138 people that we know in your town right now are waiting for somebody to call them and solve their problem. Mm -hmm. And the biggest paradigm shift that you will have is that you guys are responsible adults. And you think that everybody else that you're talking to is also a responsible adult. They are not. They're the majority of the people that are going through foreclosure. I'm sorry. I know a lot of personal friends and family mem members that have gone through foreclosure but the majority, the overwhelming majority of people that are going through these painful situations make really, really bad decisions. It is your job to help them out of those bad decisions. Okay? I'll give you a good example. And there's a thousand of these stories that are, are so uniquely distinct from each other that if I told you all 1,000 of them, by the time I got to the 20th one, you'd go, okay, I totally get this. I totally understand. If you go watch my seller calls, you'll hear these people just going, I am, I'm ready to give up. I'm ready to take my own life. I'm ready to do this, that, and the other, whatever. We've got a seller right now, okay, that um, he says he's drunk. As a truck driver, he's, dr he's driving drunk in his personal vehicle, loses his license. What happens? He loses his job. So now he can't have, he does no job. And the only thing he's ever trained for is truck driving. Meanwhile, he's got some equity in his property 
So he's like, you know what? No worries. I'll try and sell the house. If I like worst case scenario, just sell the house, take the money, fix the problem with my um, driver's license and go back and get a job. Well, that doesn't work out great for him. So he's just like, I'm done. I give, I give up. I'm done. I'm just going to let the house go to foreclosure. Second, it goes up on foreclosure. Like the data shows that he's late on his payment. This is all public data. We call him up and we don't call him. We sh shot him a text. Hey, we see that you're in foreclosure. Anything that we can do to help you? We're, we're going to probably make a hundred grand on that deal. That's it's actually a subject to deal. Okay. Foreclosure, 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 foreclosure. There, there are 800% more foreclosures than there were in January. 800% more. It's going to get way worse. You're going to have people begging you to take their house. And the problem is if you think you're going to get deals from real estate agents and houses on the market, you, you will, you will start seeing that more, but the last four years, there's no deals. There's no consistent deals on the market because by the time a house hits the MLS, it's like, what's wrong with it? If that thing hasn't sold, there's something wrong with the house or there's something wrong with the seller, right? right. Okay, now here's another way. Have, have I given you a sufficient answer here? It is, yeah. So and, and so when you, when you pull so those, when you, when you get that information from Batch, you actually have to pay for that list though, right? That's another. Yep, you're that's, paying. That's what Batch does is they go find yeah. the public data, they aggregate it and they sell it to you at a, for a fee. Okay. Okay. So you download that list. You can either single dial it. You can go hire a virtual assistant. Yeah. We own a company. We have about a thousand clients. The name of the company is startvirtual.com, virtual. like yep. startvirtual.com. Right. They cold call and they put two, typically one to three sellers on the phone with you every single day. So they do the cold calling and you right. just go, Hey, tell the sellers I'm available to talk to them from three o'clock to five o'clock every day. And on your calendar, a virtual assistant will put an appointment on your calendar every day for somebody that's in foreclosure. Okay. Right. You get on the phone with them and you go, Hey, Mrs. Seller, how's it going? Catch me up to speed. What's happening with the property? What are you trying to accomplish? Are you, are you looking to sell it or is there something else I can do to help you stay in the property? And that's a whole nother conversation for another day. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, but you, you start making, taking action. So when people say take action, that's it. Pick up the damn phone. Yeah. In fact, the less, you know, the better. Okay. Legit. Well, then we're going to be amazing. We're, we're awesome. Man. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is, this is why my students are so successful is because they are a community of people that when you start, you have all this trepidation. You have all this hesitation. Oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, that's why you team up with people that have been in my program for a year or two years or two and a half years that are doing this all over. You'll see them in the side chat. People have been in my program for a year or two years. So you got to tap into somebody else that's going to help you in that market. Okay. Okay. Another place. And I, I got, I got to go quick. I know you got more questions, but I can't answer all your You're questions. Fine. Last place I'll tell you is you, if you go to a real estate agent, and you ask them, can you pull all the seller finance deals on the market right now? Here, I'll, sh I'll show you something dope. I don't know what kind of cash you guys have, but you guys want to see a dope-ass house I'm, think I'm trying Our to get for uh, Cody? Sure. Our cash is all tied up in two properties right yeah, now. Yeah, we're tied okay, up. But that's fine. But here, here's, what, here's what is available on the market all the time. You got People just don't know it. because you're not looking for these things. But this is the this is the MLS. Cody sent me this listing. 2.5 million dollar home. Let's look at this. Pretty dope little spot. 
you can buy this on seller finance. No credit check. Let me say that one more time. No credit check, no job history, no tax returns, none of that stuff. Just a down payment and 4% interest. Right now, there's about, I don't know how many there are. Ingrid could probably tell me, but I, I would say there's a couple hundred of those on the market right now in Phoenix, right now that I could just go on the MLS, type in seller carryback, seller finance, creative finance, and you'll find 200 of those on the MLS. Now, the problem with those deals is that agents who represent those sellers typically don't know a lot about creative finance. The sellers know more because the seller, typically sellers that are wealthy understand creative finance because they've used creative finance to buy businesses, sure. sell businesses, acquire, mm -hmm. um, uh, acquire parts of other businesses, wedge themselves into other businesses. Wealthy people understand creative finance. So they'll get their agent and go, yeah, but throw this on the, on the market for, um, for on seller finance. Okay. That is... Um, very common, very common. So I would have an agent in Charlotte and then, uh, have an agent in Charlotte, pull a list for you or in whatever that city is called that you, yeah. you just said, have them call, pull a list that says seller carry back, whatever you're going to see some of these sellers will say, well, I want 20% down. Well, guess what, Kyle, you don't have 20% down because your shit's tied up in another property, which is what happens when you're an investor, right? Mm. So what you do is you ask the agent, hey, how can we structure this where everybody wins, where I can buy the property, no money out of pocket up front, and then chisel away at the down payment every quarter, right? So I'll make a monthly payment to the seller, but also a, a little chunk that pays towards the down payment, okay? One of the best deals I ever did, um, the seller says to us, I want a $10,000 down payment. I've done this with, I've got one right now. I've got a seller who goes, I want $430,000 down payment. It's a big multifamily apartment complex. I go, not a problem. Seller finance the multifamily deal to me. It's uh, 50, over 50 units. Seller finance the 50 units to me for 50 years. Okay, give me a 50-year mortgage at 4%. And the $400,000 you want as a down payment, let me pay you that over two years. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you can sell or finance down payments as well. You don't just sell or finance the property. You can sell or finance the down payments also. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you can go to an agent and, and go to a seller and say, hey, our cash is tied up. But when our flip, flips are done, we got a little bit of money, we can chisel away at, at part of the down payment. So let us get into the property right now so we don't have to live in an ADU and feel awkward every time we bump into our, our friends who own the house. <laughs> I've been there too, guys. Um, and you know, in next quarter, we'll pay $5,000 towards the down payment. Let's say the seller wants a $25,000 down payment. Say, great, no problem. I can pay you $5,000 a quarter over five quarters. So that would take one year and a quarter, right? Mm -hmm. You can play around with this so much, but it requires words to come out of your mouth to somebody who so actually good. controls a contract. Yeah. So good. Super helpful. Makes sense? Very helpful. Uh, do, do these foreclosures or pre-foreclosures, I assume they get inundated. They get like bombarded with investors yep. the moment they get hit. How, you know, do two, we- two, There's two reasons why, there's two reasons why you'll win in this battle. Okay. Tell me. Number one, consistency. I know it sounds stupid, but I'll, uh, you want, you want to hear a story about uh, one I just closed on a couple months ago? 
Let's hear it. If you want to take the time. We love All it. Right. This is the problem with me is I always tell people like, hey, I'll be really quick with questions, but I'm I want sorry, people to. sorry, everyone. He's still talking to sorry, us. Sorry, don't be mad at us, but. We want them to keep talking. They're, they're, if they're my students, they they love it. They they know what's <laughs> up. They've all gotten the attention as well. Um, but they also understand that I know that this is helpful for everybody. So let me pull up a property on Branch Forest. I just closed on this not too long ago. Um, I actually closed on it on sub two day, which is um, 2.22.22. And I bought it subject two, which is pretty cool. Let's see, two. Not Branch Forest. Branch. Okay, 405 Branch Forest in Stockbridge, Georgia, which is just right outside of Atlanta. So let me pull this up. So this property, I also paid over retail for this, just so you know. You guys will see that my investing strategy, even if half my equity goes away, you will see my investing strategy through this downturn will still dominate. Um, so let's take a look at this. A lot of people go, oh my gosh, my equity, my equity. Oh my gosh, my equity. I'm like, I didn't buy the property for my equity. I bought the property cash for flow. a long cash flow appreciation, which is guaranteed over a long period of time and also tax benefits. So here we go. Here's a property I bought. Um, well, let me pull up the Zillow and see what Zillow says it's worth today. I think I I overpaid for it when I bought it. Okay, here we go. The estimate's gone up to a point where now it's worth more than what I paid for it. But originally I bought it for four sixty nine nine hundred, which is what she still owed on the mortgage. Okay, gorgeous house, right? Yeah. Um. So I bought this. I gave her ten thousand dollars. Okay, so that's more than what you probably want to pay right now. But I turned this into it. This is an Airbnb performing it's got a mother-in-law suite down the back so it's actually two different airbnb units um i overpaid for the property or did i i did not i paid ten thousand dollars terms are way more important than price totally. right Pro the the value of something is not the purchase price the value of something is what you can do with it right so for you guys how low can i get into a property is part of your value the other value is can I go move out of an ADU and move into my own house? That's pretty priceless. You really don't care if like Zillow says it's worth 500 and you pay 525. You're like, who gives a crap? Like right. over time as real estate works out, we always win in real estate, right? So that specific house came from a student of mine. Okay. I buy, I buy probably, I don't know, 20, 30% of my deals right now um, have been and always will come from my students, right? We have successful students all over the country. They know what I'm looking for. They go, hey, I've got a deal. So I have a student that brings the deal to me. The lady's, her name is Trevious, T-R-E-V-I-O-U-S. And the seller call with Trevious is on YouTube where I convince her to buy, sell the house to me, subject to. My student comes to me and goes, hey, I've got this thing. Um, do you want to buy it? I go, yeah, I want to buy that. Let me know what happens. Two months later, nothing. All right, I move on. I don't. I have so many things going on. I'm not even paying attention to like, it came to me. If I look at my DMs right now, you'd see dozens of deals that I haven't looked at today, but I'll look at them tomorrow. And either they'll happen or they won't. And then the next day, I'll have 15 to 50 opportunities to come into my DMs again. So I'm just looking for kind of the low-hanging fruit, right? People that are ready, they've moved the seller to a certain point where I can just come in and lock up the contract, buy the deal, right? So I just let the thing move on. Two months later, 
I have a, a gentleman named Jamari, who's not a student of mine, but has followed me for three years. He's a door knocker. He did the two things that you will dominate foreclosures with. Two things, okay? Number one, door knocking. And I'm not going to advise you to go door knocking because you won't do it. I already know looking at you two, you will not do it. No offense to you guys, but I've been doing this long enough that you will not do it. You'll do it for a day because it's fun, but you won't do it for, you won't be consistent. Okay? I won't be consistent. I've done it a number of times, but not consistent. See, how did I know? Yeah. I'm the same way, bro. Don't, don't think I'm criticizing you. Like, I, I know, I know how to, good. I'm a salesperson. I can see what's, what's what. Okay. So you can do the other thing that my student failed at. Okay. Jamari, when I talked to Trevius, I said, Trevius, why, um, you know, how's it going with the other investors, right? She's 10 days away from foreclosure. And she goes, nobody's calling and talking to me except for Jamari. And I was like, okay. And she goes, in fact, I had this guy named, I'll just call him Kyle. I had this guy named Kyle that he, he said he was going to help me. He said all this stuff. He was super nice to me, but that was three months ago. He didn't follow up with me. I haven't heard from him. Literally, I told him, hey, check back in with me in 30 days. Didn't check in with me. Had some other people call me here and there. I said that I was still, you know, indecisive and they never called me back. Jamari knocked her door 13 times and got the deal. Now, she didn't answer 11 of those times. But he would send her a text and go, hey, I just stopped by the house. Just want to check in on you. Hey, stop by the house. Want to check in on you. How are things going? And she goes, kudos to him because he was not offended when I didn't reply to ha over half of his text messages. Do you understand the psychology of somebody in foreclosure? They're, they're hiding. They're like an ostrich with their head in the sand. Okay. Right. So what happens is she, she goes, Jamari goes, I know this guy, you're in foreclosure. So what does foreclosure mean, Kyle? It means a couple of things. It means they're behind on payments. We all know that. Mm -hmm. So they got payments kind of stacking up. And also it means that they typically don't have a lot of equity. Because if they had a lot of equity, don't you think they would have sold the property on the MLS? Just got right. rid of it? Right. Sometimes that's the case. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes they're so in denial that by the time they decide I'm going to sell the house on the market, they've lost the opportunity to because selling a house on the market can take two to four months. Okay. Right. As you know, as a flipper, it takes a bit, right? right? So I get on the phone with Trevious and I go, hey, Trevious, my name's Pace. What did Jamari tell you? Because him and I are not partners. I'm sure he told you that him and I are partners. She goes, actually, he was really honest. He said, you're a guy that understands creative finance and that creative finance is the only thing that's going to solve this problem. And I can just tell you, I really appreciated doing business with Jamari, whether this works out or not, because he's just been honest and he's been consistently following up with me. And so I asked her after we closed the deal, I asked her, she gave us a testimonial and all that kind of stuff. But she, I said, count how many times he texted you. It was 13 times. And she said every single time was him, a photo of him standing in front of the house saying, Hey, I stopped by to say hi, you know, type of thing. And I said, so why did you decide to go with Jamari? And I did this I did this because I wanted to teach people like what is the thing that sellers really appreciate? And she says, I'm going through a tough time. He was the only person I could actually rely on to check in on me for literally close to four months. And so, of course, when I made the decision to sell my house, guess what? He showed up the very next day 
without me having to tell him, hey, come over here. He just showed up because that was his duty. That was his job. He understands the business. So Jamari puts you, she, he says that you understand creative finance. And so um, it sounds like I got to get creative in order to sell this house and not lose it to foreclosure. So you'll hear the seller call with Trevious on my phone, on my YouTube channel. And um, she says, I just need 10 grand. I'll let you take my house, my $700,000 house for 10,000 bucks. I just need to pay my, I need to, I can't have a foreclosure on my record because it will destroy my ability to get financing for my daughter's education. And if I could have $10,000 to get my stuff packaged up and moved into another spot and, and reset my life. And I go, Trevious, why did, why don't you just sell this on the market? Why would you sell the property through me? And she says, I'm an agent pace. You think I couldn't have sold this house myself? She's like, I was in denial. I have no time now. I need you. I need you to save me from for foreclosure. So I, we saved her from foreclosure. That house is now an Airbnb. I've never been there. I didn't get a credit check. I didn't have to pull the list. I didn't have to cold call the seller. I'm just the gangster that knows how to solve all, everybody's problems. So I'm at a le level where people just bring things to me and I can solve things that other people can't solve. So Jamari got paid 10 grand, okay, because he brought the deal to me. And originally, this is what Jamari said. He goes, dude, I don't, even, I don't care if I even get paid because this is a deal that I wouldn't be able to do because I'm a cash buyer. I'm not a, I don't understand creative finance. So I gave him 10 grand and I sent him an iPhone because I was like, please don't ever text me with a freaking Android green bubble ever again in your life. <laughs> yes. I legit sent him like an iPhone Max 13 Pro, whatever it was. That's, That's awesome. awesome. So how, how, did he get, how did he get that deal? Door knocking is a great way to cut through the crap with foreclosures because sure. a lot of times foreclosures, they are hiding from bill collectors, banks. They're hiding from relatives that might owe them money or, or I'm sorry, they owe money to the relatives. Maybe their baby mama drama is going on. Whatever's going on, foreclosures are chaotic. And so a lot of times you'll see sellers that like don't even charge their phone. We'll go knock doors. And you'll walk into their house. They got stacks of bills. They've got stacks of postcards from everybody saying, we buy houses, we buy houses, right. we buy houses. And the only person that can get through all of that noise is the person that knocks on the door and says, hey, I'm here to help. So um, Alessandro says, how much was the debt? Which means he's curious. He's like, how much money did you have to put into the property to catch up the arrears? Guess what I did? I'm also a gangster on this as well. I did a loan modification, meaning all of the late payments she had, I wrapped them all up and I, we renegotiated with the lender and the lender put them on the back of the loan so I didn't have to catch up any arrears. You do that with her loan? I did. I, we do this with a lot of people's loans. Okay. I love it. Okay. We, we are truly, this strategy that we are talking about right now, creative finance will dominate over the next 36 to 60 months, not even remotely yeah. close to anything else. Yeah. We've done well. I mean, we've acquired 900 doors in the last, you know, couple of years, not couple of years, basically the last 36, 40, 40 months, somewhere around there, we've acquired 900 doors, done thousands of deals. Some of them we don't own anymore, right? We've sold them, we've wholesaled them, we've refinanced them, whatever. The majority of what I own are, has been creative finance in an up market, in a market that's going up 
Imagine now with the market going down, I will absolutely clean up. And the reason being is you're going to have people literally just going, Kyle, take my, take my house. Just take my house. And if you don't know this strategy, I can tell you a real estate agent is not going to know the strategy. So if you're going to agents trying to find deals, you ain't going to get deals. Yeah. You're going to get cash deals that are not really cash deals. What you need to learn is how to talk to sellers and how to truly solve their problem. Yeah. So good. Okay. Very helpful. Thank you so much. Thank you. You need to find people in my community that can help you. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Don Miller, how you doing, bro? I'm good. How are you? Can you hear me? I can hear you great. Yeah. How you doing? Awesome. Good, good, good. I'm, what do you got for me today? I, I, I'm here in Boise. I've got two leads that I'd run on Warren Baya. Okay. Um, one is a wholesaler that has a property tied up. He wants three fifty for it. It's next to in a college. Boise? Pardon? In Boise? It's in Caldwell next to the college, so it's close to Boise. Okay, cool. Um, it's a three, two, but the, but the basement has the ability to turn it into a five, three. Okay. Got it. Um, and, hey, wh while you're, while we're going through that guys, we've got 800 people on the live. So I want to make sure I take the time. We all can agree that the market's going through a shift. And so I've got Cody Sperber, myself and Dean Graziosi. We asked Dean Graziosi to come into a live on Friday. Um, just because the economy's changing. He went through real estate in the downturn of the economy. Um, fun little 40 minute thing. And I want to make sure that a lot of people show up for Dean. It's a uh, air meet link that I'm putting in the side chat it says upcoming live with Dean Graziosi doomsday, doomsday plan for a down economy. Copy and paste that air meet link and register for it. I think they're only allowing, we're only allowing um, 2000 people. I think we already have 1500 people in there. So um, make sure you guys register for that it's this coming Friday, 4 PM. So Don, you've got a single family home from a wholesaler, $350,000. The basement can be, can be converted into, um, something that adds more value. So what's the, what's the question on it? So they, they, they want cash. They want a cash buyer because they're off in Seattle because they have answer issues. But the other thing too, there's an additional lot attached to it. The, the wholesaler is a knucklehead. He doesn't realize that there's actually access to it. Um, and there's actually ability to do an ADU on the back as well. So I'm just wondering how you would um, go about this deal or if you have any interest in JVing on it. Um, JVing as in what? You want me to sponsor the loan? You want me to run the construction? What do you want me to do? Cause I'm fear. I'm honestly, I'll be honest. I'm fearful of fix and flips over the next 30, 45 days, especially with the fed. I think the fed is going to raise rates another point here in the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Well, then what does that do for us as a fix and flipper that damages our ability to find an end buyer? The fixes are cosmetic. Um, and so it would actually be really great cause it's a block away from a college. Okay. Uh, so it'd actually be great if for the proximity, proximity and all that stuff doesn't. And like the level of repairs that we have doesn't really 
like, I don't even care about that. What I care about is what is this house going to be able to bring for a buyer when mm -hmm. the interest rates go from 6% to 7% in the next 30 days while we're holding the property. So really on this one, you'd only be looking uh, at it if it was created. Is that correct? I don't know. I, I need you to make an argument for, to me. Well, he wants 350. They want 350 cash. They don't want to do creative. I already ran that by him. Um, okay. And the only thing that I'm thinking about is that something to where you could do a fix and flip, not maybe make a whole lot on that, but the lot in the back with the access, he doesn't realize it has access. Um, oh, so you're saying, Hey, let's build another, let's build another property. Okay. Oh, got yeah. it. So hold on a second, guys, people, there's people saying the link doesn't work. It's probably because you have an Android you're trying to like get on here with guys. The link works perfectly fine here. Watch. I'll take the link, same link that's in the side chat. Copying it and I'm throwing in the side chat. It 1000% works. There's 1500 people that have already got it on there. They have no problem. There's no issue with the link. Ingrid says, open the link in Chrome. YouTube doesn't let us copy. I see. Okay. That sucks. I don't know what else to tell you. So uh, Kiara says, why not rent to students? I don't love the Burr strategy. So essentially what Kiara is suggesting is, Kiara, forget about who's going to rent the property from us. Let's talk about how we're going to acquire it and how we're going to finance it when the interest rates on Burr. Guys, if you're, if you're trying to Burr right now, good luck. I read a report today that interest rates are going to hit 10% by the end of or beginning of next summer. Inflation is not slowing down. The Fed is freaking out. What they're going to keep doing is tacking on this massive amount of interest rate to slow everything down. So you know what that does? If you're a loan officer right now, you better go get another job like right now. Bag groceries at the grocery store. Do anything but be a loan officer right now as interest rates are going to hit. Set, they're going to hit 8% before the end of the summer. And maybe by the end of the year, you're at eight and a half. By the beginning of next summer, you're at 10%. So what does that mean, Kiara? If we buy this property for 350, okay? Now Don's saying that it's cosmetic, but also Don, what you told me is that we have to convert the basement into multiple bedrooms and make it so that it has more beds and baths than what it currently is, is listed. So that's not cosmetic. We have to actually pull a permit for that, correct? Either yes. Was, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now what does that do? That means we have a, let's say we have a two week escrow Okay, I go get hard money on this thing at 9%. My hard yeah. money lender gives us 90% of the purchase. I bring 10% cash myself. They give us 90% of the construction money. I bring 10% of the cash myself. Cool. We could probably get through the renovation in less than 30, 45 days. Interest rate goes up again by that point. We then put it on the market. What do you think the ARV is of just that property? Forget about the ADU. 435. Not a deal. Got it. Because here, here's here's why, if I bought that for three fifty with my with my purchase costs, okay, with my purchase costs, my um, like I have to. A lot of people forget this that when I buy a property, even cash, I have to pay closing costs when I buy it. So is my price really three fifty? No, it's probably three fifty seven or three fifty six. Now I've got a hard money payment every single month at. 
my hard money payment is going to be about three grand every month. So three grand, three grand, three grand, three grand. In four months, you've, you're at $12,000 in just hard money payments. Now I'm at three seventy. My renovation is not going to be cosmetic. It's going to have adding bedrooms, baths, my permit costs, an architect, not an architect, but a draftsman. I'm going to have a hell of a time getting through city of Boise's permitting process, especially since everybody's building houses out there. Um, this is a six month project probably because of permits. So now I'm not four months, I'm six months. Then I go list it on the market. The market, by the time I, I sell the property at 435, the interest rate is not 6% right now. Like it is right now, it's 7% or seven and a quarter. So is the ARV truly 425 once I exit that deal? No. The purchase price is based on what the buyer is willing and able to pay for. Now, Don has a great point. This is where his argument comes in. Don says, well, what if we keep the property and we then add an ADU? Well, let's talk about ADUs in Boise. Have we spoken to the city of Boise permit and zoning and uh, permit and planning department and found out how long it takes for you to draft and get a, an ADU approved and then go through the process of building? Permits are public record. So you can go find people that have pulled permits on ADUs and found out when they actually did their final inspection. An ADU is typically a six-month process minimum upwards to a year. So now I've got a property that I'm, I, got, I, I build an ADU on, and now I want to refinance it all out and get my money back. Maybe that's a deal if I don't have anywhere else to put my money. Yeah. The only other thing is that it has a separate lot that they that the um, wholesaler doesn't realize that there's access. So there is that option to where you can sell it and they get a lot free and clear. Okay, but what again? How does that lot free and clear pay our bills? Would you wholesale or would you subdivide? What would you do with that? Yeah, you probably ended up wholesaling the lot out to a builder or something. Okay, do you think builders are super hyped to buy lots right now? Not really, probably not. But I mean, I think, price, maybe. I think everybody's in a, whole, a holding pat pattern. Yeah. So uh, the, this is where I'm, this is where like creative finance for me, why do I like it? Is because it doesn't zap my cash. And if something goes horribly, I'm not tied into a hard money loan. I already have like a novation agreement would be great. Yeah. So, so if they want cash, what I would tell them, Don, is I'd say, hey, I'd be open to a novation agreement where I don't pay you today. I pay you once I find my buyer on the back end. That was actually my, what I was thinking about and except that they want cash, but obviously it's sitting on the market. I mean, it's not on the MLS, but that was what my thought process was. If he did an ovation agreement, that actually might work. Mm. Um, how do you figure out the average cost of ADU detached garage conversion? Guys, the average cost to build anything worth anything is going to be minimum a hundred dollars a foot right now minimum that's like shoddy cheap everything's just painted white laminate flooring cheap big box store cabinets with formica and like used appliances you probably are going to be about 150 to 175 dollars a foot to build anything nowadays okay Susan, um, she says that she's on Android. It worked perfectly. My Android jokes are literally just jokes. I, I'm, I'm joking about the Android thing. Um, 
Is it safe to take 20% off current ARV when running comps? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. 20%. It costs 10% to sell the house on the back end. And and your your um think about this. If you guys are a fix and flipper, I don't want to do a project unless I know minimum that I'm netting 10% of my sales price. So think about this, Don. If the sales price is four four hundred and twenty-five thousand, I want to net forty-two thousand five hundred dollars on that project for doing the fix and flip. I mean, you're down to 380 by that point and your purchase price is 350. It's not it's not a deal on a fix and flip. It it would be a deal on a buy and hold if you could do if the burr strategy was working right now with interest rates, this would be a deal I'd go, "Hey, let's just do the ADU in the back. I've got the lender that'll do give the loan." But more and more and more of our lenders are saying, "No, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. We're not doing this." I had somebody, uh, one of my top students, been in the program for over two years, reaches out to me today. He goes, "I'm in. We're in contract on a big um, parcel with properties on it. We were like two hours away from closing, and our lender backed out." This is, guys. You're going to start seeing this happen all the time. Uh, Tony Giaro. Uh, Giaro, Giaro, Giaro says he's doing 15% minimum because he's a freaking intelligent human being because right now we just lost, I, I've probably lost money on three flips in my entire life. I just got a P&L back on one of our flips, lost $15,000. Damien says my lender's backing out too. I did have I almost. Go, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Don. What do you got? I just uh, met another guy. They bought a house a year ago, and they're getting a divorce. They put eighty thousand dollars down, and so they bought it for three eighty. They put eighty thousand dollars down, and now they're trying to sell it for four twenty five. I just ran by uh, the creative finance and buy him or the sub two, and he is open or he piqued his interest. Because he's going to lose money on the house if he sells it right now. Okay, so what's it? What's his? Uh, what city is this in? Caldwell, close to Boise. Okay, Caldwell. Um, that's east of Boise or west of Boise, right? Yep. Close to Nampa. Got it. Um. So what's the story? So they're getting a divorce. And so he's got to he's got to get rid of the house. He just wants to get out of the house. He wants to buy a fifth wheel. Um, and he's thinking he's going to make money, but when he's actually doing the math, he's going to lose money by selling the house. And so he, he listed it through this, I forget what, what site it is. It's like a $3,500 flat fee. And then he only has to pay the seller's commission. Um, but how would you, I guess, how would you approach that in, in talking about sub two with this individual? And educating on that, I would just say, what What do you What do you try? This is Don. You've seen me call students. You've seen me or student sellers. You've seen me call stuff on YouTube. You've seen me do this stuff. Whenever somebody asks me what you're asking me, it's impossible for me to give you the answer. It's why I usually just call the seller for you guys, because whatever I tell you is going to change the second you get on the phone with them. I'm going to give you a script. That's why I don't really believe in scripts. I believe in a framework. So the framework that I would give 
yourself is. So remind me, what are you guys trying to accomplish? Because what I'm what I'm trying to understand, I would continually. Have you ever read Don? Same seems like you got to read this book. Read the book. You can't teach a kid to ride a bike in a seminar. Have you ever read that book? I've heard of it. You need to read it. Okay. Anytime you have a question about how do I approach this, how do I say this, how do I do this, read that book five times. Okay. Like literally, don't read another book until you've read that book at least twice. Listen to it while you're working out. Listen to it while you're driving to the grocery store. Listen to it while, while you're in the shower. You can get an audible of it. You can't teach a kid to ride a bike in a seminar. Todd Killian, who's a genius human being, um, doing deals out there in Texas, um, super smart guy. He says he reads it monthly. Phenomenal book. Okay. But I, what I would do is, I, bro, I could, if, if I could talk to him right now, well, I'm sure we could move the conversation forward. I go, what are you guys trying to accomplish? What's going on with the wife? I mean, I just did this with a seller yesterday or two days ago on a Zoom with, for four hours. Seller's like, how do I do this? I'm going through a divorce. My wife is a lunatic. How do I get out of the situation? Sub two. Okay, great. How do I do that? Heather Torres, are you kidding me? Do you guys know who Heather Torres is? Oh, my word. Superhero. Think Media. Does anybody follow Think Media? Sean Cannell and Heather? Oh, my gosh. I love Heather. She's amazing. I was, I was just watching her Instagram today. She just bought... Um, she says, here, learning from you, Pace. I saw you were in Utah the same time I was in Utah. My gosh, Heather, you're the best. Okay, so Don, um, I would love to call the seller and make, maybe just move the conversation forward. Um, okay. it's, it's, what is it, 9.30 in Idaho right now, so it's a little late. Yeah, he seemed very open. In fact, he said, well, we could always give him a shot. <laughs> I told him I was going to talk to you tonight, so... You can all is, is he in the same? Is he just a single dude right now because he's separated from his wife? Yeah, single dude. Let's call him. Can you can you um can you DM me his phone number? I'll call him right now. Yeah, uh, I will do that. <laughs> be awesome. I mean, you know, any seller, anytime I call a seller, I I do a a great job because you're either going to find out it's a it's a deal or you're going to find out why it's not right. Yep. There you go. Just send it to you. All right, cool. And his name? I don't know. <laughs> okay, no problem. Um, you don't know the seller. All right, this will be a good this will be a good test. I mean, why not? Call somebody at 9 30 at night in Idaho with not knowing their name, no big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Please leave your message for two zero. If we were lucky, he was going to say his name on the voice memo. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, I see you DM me today. Sorry. Yeah. I, I took the kids to a movie today. That's fine. 
If you don't dial twice, you didn't dial once. That's all there is to it. Double dial is the new single dial. Your message for so um my my opening line to him like if i don't know their name yeah i'll i'll just act stupid right and i'll just say um hey my name is pace my partner is don miller i'm looking at his horrible notes like literally this man has chicken scratch for notes i'm so sorry don't know your name he just told me that you're trying to sell your house and it looks like you're you potentially would lose money on this house i just want to call and get caught up to speed yeah. Okay. So I overcome every anxiety inducing moment in that conversation very quickly. Like fell on the sword, made my partner look like a knucklehead, you know, threw you under the bus. We now have yeah. a common, common enemy, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And I found him because he was trying to get rid of a free couch on, on Craigslist. So mm. they're all over the place. Getting a divorce. Come take my couch. <laughs> Love it. It, guys, this is going to happen more and more. The economy, the economy is shifting. And so you're going to get a lot of sellers that are like, oh, crap, I just bought this property. Now the market is slowing down and taking a little bit of a dip. Somebody just needs to take over my payments. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm freaking telling you guys, oh, my gosh. You guys want to gobble up houses in the next 36 months? All sub two and seller finance. Gobble up houses. Actually, Dan, Dan Quijano is right. He says, uh, free couch leads are the new trend. Pay attention, y'all. Actually, I think we should all be on Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace tomorrow just looking for free couches and go, hey, by, by chance, are you going through a divorce and trying to sell your house? Appreciate it taking the time tonight. Yeah, is this helpful? You very much. Um, yeah, the, the cash deal, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at that. The number one reason why that cash deal doesn't work is just because of the financeability, like refinancing that deal after we build the ADU. It's like, oh crap, I've got all this money tied up. Meanwhile, I've got, I'm buying this, I'm buying a 53 unit, a 50 unit, a 43 unit, a, a 408 unit deal. I'm buying all these deals with less money out of my pocket than what you're asking me to do on this ADU. Right. But so if they did seller finance for maybe innovation, it might be something to look at. If they did a novation or a seller finance deal all day long, like I would love to have stuff in Caldwell for sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep it. Love it. Great question. Thank you. One of my favorite human beings, Effie. Oh, hi. Hi, Effie. How you doing? Good. Good. Um, okay. Thank you. One of my favorite human beings. I'm Wait. Happy. Do you have an echo? You do because you have you're listening to two things at the same time. Okay, which one do I shut the uh, Streamyard or no? It must be this one. Okay, that should be better. Thank are, you. Are we are we good? We're good. We're good. Love Thank it. You. Everybody Thank say hello to Effie. She's a lovely human being. Hi everyone. She's the teacher we all wish we had. 
Well, some people might change their mind as of tomorrow morning. Yeah. And, huh? um, that's a separate discussion that I'd like to have with you afterwards, if you don't mind, uh, just on the back end. Uh, but for the audience and for us uh, on YouTube here, yeah. I'd like to know, do you see any way for us to be able to scale um, taking over properties through foreclosure? What do you I mean, mean scale? Well, you know, is it possible to kind of squat up with um, a number of people and be able to um, go either to the banks as a last resort, but to the other, uh, to do the short sales and the, you know, uh, novations and things like that as a bigger group? Because... Yeah, I, I, we, know, if I, we, I know we, I could probably get one house. I probably think I could do that, maybe two. Yeah. But what I want to know is the power of squatting up. You know? Yeah, there's this, there's and, this amazing yeah. thing. I actually just created it not too long ago. It's called sub2.com, where mm -hmm. like you go and you join a community of other students that all squat up with each other. Yes, I understand. And you know what? <laughs> we listened to you this morning with catered lending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we are going to change things we're going to try i know i saw i saw your email i haven't had a chance because i've been my my wife and little little monday are hanging out right here but we oh, i tri hi, tried to take the majority of the day with the family today which was which well, was great as well you should as well you should i just don't want to take it in the wrong direction if you happen to think that but i believe i have i have plenty of time to talk tomorrow i'm off set I, so i film on set tomorrow from 7 to 12 30 and um i'd love to chat with you after that okay we're meeting at 6 a.m., but we'll go ahead and- 6 a.m. what time? Your time. We all My go time? by your time. Yeah. If you meet at 6 a.m., I'll jump in there. Cool. Okay. Awesome. I'll send you- the, Well, the link is on Discord. Um, but uh, that is uh, very much appreciated by all Gator lenders. And uh, There's very few people I would do this for. I'm doing it for not for a Gator tribe. I'm doing it for Effie. My Effie wife says you're wearing a cute Effie shirt, by the way. You're, you're challenging Effie to do. So she's doing a lot of work. But Can I, you tell Effie likes cats? <laughs> where's the cat? Yeah, where's the cat? He's, I don't know. You just have cat stands. Yeah, they got the cat condos. Condos, please. We're into real estate. A kitty condo. <laughs> it's a condo. It's a kitty condo. Cat condo. But I, I oh, look at that baby. Oh, I want to reach through and just hug her. Laura, thank you so much for what you did with us yesterday. I it was so shirt. touching and it was so appreciative. You know, it, it's just great. Oh, look at her. She's going to eat the mic. Um, Effie, I'll see you tomorrow at 6. 6 a.m. it is. And in the meantime, we're going to try and figure out how. Uh, yes, we'll talk then. Thank you, guys. Love it. You're the best. Thank you, Effie. Um, guys, it's 8.31. We had a, we have an average of about 800 live viewers between two YouTube channels. Um, man, I can't believe Heather Torres came in and hung out with us tonight. I'm actually doing a podcast with her, I believe, on Tuesday. So I'm super excited about that. Think Media is having me come on their YouTube channel. You got to love Heather and freaking Sean. They're the best. Are you serious? Yeah. That, it, what's funny is like I've been on big, big, big channels with people that are real, with big prolific names. But honestly, I get more excited about go going on with Think Media, who's big also, like big, big, big. But I love the people at um, Think Media. I freaking love their team. Heather says hi. She's also, I told you she, she's a RVer just like us. Okay. Um, 
Love you guys. Happy Sunday. We will see you guys next week on Sunday service. Guys, bring me some sellers to call. Maybe we should do this Sunday service a little bit earlier. I know we've been doing it for a year and a half every Sunday at the same exact time, but maybe next week we should do it a little earlier so we can call some sellers. I can help you guys lock up some deals, but um, I'll see you guys multiple times this coming week. Tomorrow, Wholesale Hotline, 5 p.m. Arizona time, live on YouTube. Later. Oh.